Hello and welcome to Straight Real Estate, where I get into one topic and do a deep dive on it. This is on the Faster Freedom Show Network, so if you're listening to this, you're going to see a lot of other longer episodes on here where Lucas, my business partner and co-host, we talk about life and real estate and mental health and being dads and cool shit that's happening around the world and aliens and how we're growing businesses and how we're going to own an NBA team one day. So those are fun 45-hour-long episodes. However, this is straight real estate. I'd pick one topic and do that deep dive. And if you want to know about something and it's on the playlist here for the straight real estate, you are going to be extremely well-informed at the end of about 10 minutes. My goal is to keep these around 10 minutes. I believe this is the fourth one I've done. And they've all been in that 10 to 12-minute range. So I'm doing a decent job so far. And in today's episode, I want to do a little bit of a deep dive here on rehabbing and renovating because this is what holds so many new investors back. They don't think that they are going to be a good rehabber or real estate investor because they're not handy themselves, so they never get into the game. So in this episode, I'm going to explain the benefits of rehabbing and what a quality rehab will do for your life and business. I think a lot of it goes without saying, but I wanna lay that foundation. Then we're gonna get into some options for you on how to manage and who to manage and how to create an actual rehab. And then at the end, I got a pretty fancy little uh, you know, giveaway three-parter where I'm going to talk about three different levels of rehabs, kind of visually walk you through what those rehabs look like, and then give you a dollar amount per rehab so you can kind of get a quick idea of whether a rehab will work or not. So we're going to talk about low-budget cosmetic rehabs. I'm going to explain what those look like and give you a dollar per square foot number to use as a quick you know, kind of underwriter. And then we're going to do cosmetic plus, like a cosmetic rehab plus a big ticket item or two and give you the dollar per square foot for that with some caveats, of course. And then I'm going to talk about a complete gut. Again, paint that picture and give you a dollar per square foot to use for that. So those are just general parameters and guidelines to use to do further due diligence, which I'll explain all that at the end. But let's start out with the benefits of a good rehab. And before we do that, a big question that I get is how far do I take a rehab? When do I know when to stop rehabbing or the quality of rehab to do? And my answer to that is make your house and your rehab a tick better than the competition. So if you're looking out there and either it's going to be a rental property or a flip and you see a uh, project that was recently put on the market, make yours a little bit nicer. Meaning if there's Formica countertops and decent cabinets and okay flooring in like a kitchen, make your kitchen a little bit nicer than that. Don't do gold-plated marble everywhere, but do some nice luxury vinyl plank and maybe paint those cabinets and sand them and make them nice and maybe do some granite countertop and a backsplash. So don't overdo it, but make it slightly better than the competition so that when your house is out there, you're going to be maximizing whatever return you're getting either via rent or flip. So that is my advice there. All right, so the benefits of a good rehab. Just want to explain it to you because if you get in the game and you're thinking about cutting corners or you're thinking about you know, maybe not doing something or doing something on the cheap, I want to explain why that's very, very rarely the best option. Usually the best option is to go a little bit nicer and lean towards that direction. So the benefits of a good rehab is the ARV or after after repair value is going to be higher. Now, granted, you're going to be putting a little bit more money in it because you're doing a little bit nicer of a rehab it should even out, meaning if you're if you're spending an extra $3,000, you're 
your house will be worth at least $3,000 more, maybe 5,000, maybe 10,000, shoot, who knows, but going that little bit of extra mile will give you a higher valued property. And if your property is valued higher, you'll be able to sell it for more or it'll appraise for more on the refinance step of the Burrs method. So just having that little bit higher quality product will maximize your return um, as far as what the property is going to be worth or potential equity in the deal. And then speaking of equity, you will have more equity if you're doing it the right way. If you're not over rehabbing, you're just rehabbing things to make it a little bit nicer, you'll get every dollar you spend plus a little bit of extra up to a certain point. Then also you are able to um, rent for more, meaning you'll get more rent. You'll get hopefully a better tenant if you're turning this into a rental property. Really good tenants have options. And if you have a freshly, nicely rehabbed property and a tenant is scrolling through Zillow on their lunch break, you know, a couple months before they're getting ready to move or a month before they're getting ready to move from their current house and they see your house pop up and then they see, you know, these outdated houses that are clean and nice. And then they see your house for 50 more bucks a month or 75 more bucks a month, but still in their range and yours is freshly rehabbed, you're going to attract that tenant. And there are way more good quality tenants out there than good quality landlords. So if you have a nice house, you're not a slumlord, you care about your tenants and your property, you will attract tenants. And if you attract really good tenants, they will stay longer. They will pay the rent on time. They will take care of the property. They will make sure the value of the property goes up. They will treat like a home and not a party house. And everyone will make more money and they will not move out as much because the most expensive part about owning rental properties is when the tenant moves out. So if you have a high quality product and a, 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 you, know, you attract a high quality tenant and they stay for five years, you're going to make so much money you won't even know to well, you'll know what to do with it, but you're going to make so much money as opposed to you know kind of cutting corners and getting and getting a tenant in there that's not really nice because the house isn't really nice and they move every year or two. You're not going to make any money doing that. So the goal is to have them stay longer. So having a nice quality rental will do that, and it'll allow you to attract the better tenants, and everything is just smoother if you do it that way. So that that is a huge benefit if you're going down down the rental rate, and then you're also going to be paying much less in maintenance assuming you did a quality rehab and checked all the boxes and made sure everything was taken care of and all the T's were um, you know, crossed and I's were dotted, you're going to have less maintenance because it's not very, uh, it's, it's very, very expensive to send out a maintenance coordinator or to go out yourself or a maintenance tech to go out yourself and change a, a little leak in a faucet that costs you know, hundreds of dollars with time and paying somebody as opposed to when you're rehabbing the property, making sure all the, you know, everything is tightened and, sc and screwed in properly. So you're not having to go do those things, make sure the doors are on all properly. And just little things, if you're making it nice and maintenance proof, you're going to have less maintenance. And it usually cost to uh, have a plumber that's out there anyway, tighten things, it's going to cost you nothing or just a little bit more as opposed to going out after the fact. So I don't know if that's the best example. But you know what I mean, doing things and taking care of things and solid surfaces, making things maintenance proof during the rehab will help you in the ARV, it'll help you in the equity, it'll help you get a better tenant, it'll help with cash flow, but it'll also help you pay less in maintenance, which, you know, sending someone out there, scheduling with the tenant, they got dogs, they got to put away, be there after work, before work, whatever it looks like, it happens and it's part of it. But if you can minimize that by taking care of things on the front end, you will be much happier and you'll have much more money in your pocket, which will probably make you more happier. All right, whether you should hire out or not, let's talk about that. So there are kind of a couple different options depending on your level of experience or 
your level of you know understanding how the rehab process works and again i i you know i'm not going to talk about it right now but i have an entire rehab section um inside my relaunch membership that i just launched where it goes over the order to rehab in it has a calculator that shows you how to um, calculate rehabs in way more detail than we get ready to talk about here in a minute and resources and when to hire contractors and how to find contractors and all that stuff so check the show notes after this if you're or the description depending on if you're watching it on youtube um check that for sure to find out a little bit more about that that membership service, which is um, a price of a couple of lattes. But anyways, so you have some options. I would say hire out when in doubt, hire out. How about that? So if um, you, you have options, you can manage the subcontractors, meaning you can meet the contractors, get the bids at the property and, you know, schedule the flooring guy, but make sure that the painter is done first and then the flooring guy or gal. And then, you know, then you, you do, you know, maybe the cabinets after that. And then when the cabinets are in, you can get measured for granite. And then with the granites in, you can get the plumbing put in and then the backsplash after that. And we're just kind of talking kitchen here. And, you know, you can do landscaping at the end, but you probably don't want to do it at the beginning in case, you know, people move stuff around the yard and equipment comes. So anyways, so if you understand the process of everything, you can for sure be a quote unquote general contractor. But if you don't, I would hire a general contractor and you can give them the entire project or you can kind of manage that general contractor, but they will know the order of everything. Shoot, they will have the relationships built where you'll probably save money on the price plus the projects will be done quicker as opposed to doing it yourself, trying to save as much money as you can and, and mismanage it and, you know, spend more on contractors, spend more time on holding costs and all those different things. If you got a great project and you're paying your project manager a certain flat fee or your um, general contractor a certain flat fee or percentage, that is probably well worth your time. It's going to be done faster. It's going to be done um, on time and you're going to have a better product at the end, which maximizes everything that I talked about earlier in this. So, and then maybe you're not as profitable, but you're probably more profitable. But even if you're not, it's done and you can learn and then maybe you can work into managing things yourself. So I would err on the side of hiring out at first, learn the process, and then maybe taking some things in house. All right. Okay. Quickly here, because we want to keep it around 10 minutes. Um, the three types of rehab, there's a low budget cosmetic rehab, and that is something that there's nothing major being done. You are not replacing entire kitchens. You are, um, you know, painting the cabinets, maybe doing countertops. You're putting in floors, you're painting, you're not ripping into walls. You're not, you know, doing major rehabs like a, you know, a roof and an HVAC. It's just a cosmetic. You're touching the surfaces and cleaning it up. And depending on your market, this is hundred percent market specific. And, and by the way, this is also something to where if you are, um, you know, this is different other markets, but this isn't like you don't buy a house based off the numbers I'm getting ready to give you. If somebody sends you a deal, you look at the square footage, you look at the condition, and then you just in your head use this number, and then you go take pictures, you dig in, you get bids. Do not use this number as the end all be all number. This is just a number to help narrow down. Okay, this might make sense. Let me dig in at as opposed to this makes no sense. I'm not going to waste my time or the seller's time even analyzing this deal because I know this is a low budget cosmetic rehab and it's going to not even touch where I need to be. So this just gives you a general filter. So that low budget rehab, I would say most markets is going to be that 30 to 40, bu 30 to 40 bucks per square foot. Meaning if it's a thousand square foot house, it's going to be 30 to $40,000 to get that thing in decent to good shape to have a tenant or, 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 you know, somebody um, buy it and move into it. The second one is that cosmetic plus you're doing all that that cosmetic stuff, but you have a couple big ticket items like maybe windows or maybe a roof or maybe an HVAC, or you are gutting that kitchen. Again, not all of those things, that would be the gut part, but if you're doing a couple, two or three of those bigger items, electric or you know something like that, like those bigger ticket you know, siding, anyways, 
those bigger ticket items, the cosmetic plus two or three of those, that's going to be that 40 to 50 bucks a square foot. So that same thousand dollar house may cost you $45,000 if you're doing all the cosmetics, new windows and a roof or something along those lines. So again, just general guidelines. And lastly, a complete gut. This is a little bit bigger range and again is market specific, but this is pretty much touching everything in the house. You know, then, you know, not really leaving too many stones unturned. This isn't like adding staircases or doing additions. This is taking the existing structure and just touching pretty much all the surfaces and, you know, several bigger ticket items that are needed. That's going to be that 50 to 75 bucks a square foot. So that thousand square foot house spending 60, 70,000, $80,000 on, that's a lot of money that's going to go a long way. However, again, I can't overstate this. You're going to need to do some more due diligence. This is just an initial breakthrough as you see numbers, as you see properties and pictures go through your Facebook um, you know, groups or somebody sends you on an email or text. Just initially run these numbers along with the ARV and then you'll figure out if it's worth pursuing. And then if you think it is, dig in deep, run your numbers, use that calculator that um, I talked about in, in the, the membership course or just go to, uh, you know, or just you know, DM me on Instagram. I can give you more information on it, but use that to dig in deeper and get bids and do all that before you make your final decision. So hope this helped deep dive. That's what she said into straight real estate talk. See you on the next one.